Life by Divine with Sue DeMay fosters deep healing and profound awakenings as she guides you to hear, answer, and trust the highest calling of your heart. Your host and sacred guide is global impact visionary leader Sue DeMay, a best-selling author, international speaker, and gifted intuitive healer who challenges all of us to shift from life by default or even life by design to truly living life by divine. And now, here is Sue DeMay. So welcome to the show. I'm, it's an honor today to have a very special guest. I'm going to introduce Paul Luftenegger. And I, it was a very synchronistic connection recently. He's kind of like reached out and immediately I knew who he was and I felt a connection. And we literally just jumped right in and booked the interview for the radio show. So Paul is an international multi-award winning singer, songwriter, composer of, who writes conscious music to inspire and promote global love and kindness from within. Paul's focus is growing and nurturing self-worth within the listener. He is a leader in, his, in the new genre of music, which he calls conscious healing music, to empower the listener's heart and soul to thrive. And Paul also is in the process of releasing his seventh album titled Seeds of Peace, funded by his worldwide fans. Welcome, Paul. I'm so excited to have you here. I'm so grateful to be here with you and everyone, Sue. Thank you for Thank having me. Thank you. Thanks. Life by Divine is a show that is all about letting the divinity lead us and, and really let ourselves be animated by love so we can embrace our humanness but embody our divinity at the same time. And when I listen to your music, it's like if I were going to write some music for Life by Divine, mm-hmm. you, you pretty much <laughs> have written the songs. So can you share a little bit about how you came to allowing this music to flow through you? Because I really feel that's what's happening when I listen to it. Well, the, the really the long and short of this is it's been a lifelong journey. Um, I didn't really sort of, I didn't know it would be this way until 2011. Um, so 2011 is sort of where I had that huge shift in my life where everything sort of crashed and burned, if you will. And I had to sort of rebirth myself. And it was the year that my father took his own life. Um, He was 56 years old. um, And it sort of blindsided our family. Um, And I was 34 at the time. I just turned 34. And it was March the 6th of 2011 in particular. And what happened is sort of this inner dive just took place naturally with grief. And um, what happened is Oprah Winfrey was actually ending the Oprah Winfrey show and uh, starting the own network. Um, And in this odd sort of space and time, I just stopped my whole life really and just started to sort of dive in. And I sat down at the piano again after probably leaving it for probably about maybe 13 years. And this, I could never finish a song when I was was younger. And um, the message way back when was that you need to go and live your life to write the music you will write. And in 2011, that sort of answered my call within was just that I couldn't stop music from writing itself, actually. Um, And I just showed up with, I say God or source. 
Um, and every day I just opened up that space and just it just started flooding my life. Um, and I couldn't keep up with it, actually. It was so much. So I know that this is a divine answering. And I sort of denied it for a little while, but I get it now, all these years later. Um, so that's sort of the quick summary of nine years. <laughs> so when you talk about kind of the music that's coming through you today, compared to the music when you were younger and you said you couldn't finish a song, was it the same kind of feel for the music? Was it something different? Like, Yeah, so I would say that the, the reality is, is that I'm actually a medium. Um, I've always been, I mean, I used to get in trouble from my parents for calling the psychic hotline when I was like five, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like really young. I was just obsessed with, um, I think just the, like through the veil. I just was very interested in that space. Um, I'm also, I remember wanting to be a priest when I was younger. And the message for me was not this time. <laughs> so I feel very much that I've always sort of been connected. But what happened is in, in, I used to sort of try to write music that I thought made sense. Um, and it really didn't make sense to me at the time. And I was very frustrated as, as a musician. Um, and I took a year off to write music, really, um, after high school, really. And it just, I could write halfway through and then it just would just not, I just didn't know how to finish it or sort of come to a summation in a song. And um, I think really what's cool about this now is that it all makes sense. And what's really even more interesting is that I understand all of the things I didn't get when I was younger because of my life review that I did in 2011. And they've shown me, I have a team on the other side and they helped me very much to understand, I think just ultimately where we're at in this space and time as the earth is ascending and is ascended. Um, and I think it's really just about living your highest self and manifest um, and being responsible for the energy you create. So this is really, you know, really my, my music is based around supporting and nourishing the soul from the inside out. Um, and it's really a connection. Many people write me many, many letters from all around the world because what it is is it's an opportunity to sort of dive inside for yourself. And it's written from the first person so that you feel supported by yourself with that divinity from within. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. It, your music is definitely infused with a beautiful energy. And I know I, I always set an intention, whether it's my radio show, my voice, a book, whatever it is I'm putting out there, a blog, it doesn't matter. I always set an intention to infuse it with healing potential and vibrationally attuning it to love. And I know your, your previous album was Love Expanding Love. That's one of them. That was in 2014. 2014. Okay. That one I found just even the words love expanding love. I talk a lot about that in, in my show and in, the, in my teachings. Now, can you say a little bit more about the difference between love expanding love and this new album that's coming in? Yeah. So I'll just explain everything in, in a nutshell. So what my music is, is it's actually a codex and a lexicon vibrational consciousness. So what it is actually is the first one is Beautiful World or Blessings from Above. It's very much short vignettes to start. Um, and then it moves into Worthiness. It's called Worthy, that album, second one. And the idea of this is to ascend really into your highest self and manifest. So then the third album is actually Diamond Light. My council on the other side is the Diamond Light Council. Um, and then the fourth album is Love Expanding Love. The fifth album is the one that sort of changes things around, and that's actually um, The Miracle of You. And then the next album is Faith, and then Seeds of Peace. So this whole thing um, really is a collection 
of, of songs. And really the intention of all of them is to support you sort of as you become your highest self and heal any sort of trauma or pain from the inside out with yourself, with the divine sort of consciousness that's always present in presence from the inside space. So it's hard to sort of go into one album in particular from another because really the ultimate goal is to be at peace from the inside out. And that's sort of that last album. So a lot of the other work is um, sort of to get to that space. So um, that's really, I mean, that's the way I would explain that. Mm -hmm. So it's almost taking somebody on a journey into the depth of who they are, the truth of who they are. And and it's like an exploration. Absolutely. The thing that I think people don't understand, and this is maybe a good point to just sort of put a little interjection of why I do what I do. Sound and music is a sacred technology. People don't really think about music, but it comes from the heart. It comes from the soul and it comes from consciousness. So it's the one thing that can get inside of us. It's one of the few things that comes from the inside of us. So just like words, words have power, music and vibrations have power, especially loving vibrations. Um, They're very powerful. Um, So what is really interesting is a lot of parents use this music with children. Um, a lot of parents, and it's really interesting, I get many messages from parents who actually pick up their children from school. They put this on in the car and instantly the energy just goes into a much different space of peace after kids are riled up from the day at school. Um, many people write me to thank me for calming them down driving. And it's just that it puts, it puts this nuance of peace sort of into focus from the heart. And I think this is the, this is the real key is that we... I think we're in this time where we're starting to understand that we should really follow and live from the heart space, the fifth dimension. Many people are referring to it as, and I I do as well. Um, And it goes back to the concept of the, you know, going from your head to your heart. And when you live from your heart, it is a way to master your life because it becomes the compass for the soul. And with your heart as the master and not your mind, you change really quite frankly, your life into a much more fulfilling life. So, this is sort of the music that supports that idea um, of consciousness from the heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I definitely feel that in the lyrics, but also in in the actual music as well. So I can hear a first couple notes, and I'm like, I sink. I feel like I I sink right in there yeah. into into the music and the vibrational attunement of the music, which is beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. So if anybody hasn't listened yet, then by the end of it, they'll be definitely wanting to listen to your music and bathing in it. Really, it's it's a, it's quite scrumptious, actually. Um, all those all the songs I've listened to so far have been. There's a few that I'm like really resonating more deeply with, but they all really speak to me on on some deeper level. And that's really what we're. I feel like there's a lot of light workers right now that a lot of them are waking up like people that are just like doing like a full 180 like life completely changing all of a sudden they're into like healing and and energy and all that kind of stuff and so, and it feels like a stretch for some people you know it, it can turn on a dime mm-hmm. and for me i've been doing this you know work my whole life it feels like 25 years ago is kind of when i really started to wake up to the to the work and saying yes to the gift that's been wanting to come through me from the beginning. And as a healer, I was kind of born with the gift and my gift came through me, but I denied it for a long time or I didn't understand it or I, or I tried to numb it out and kind of turn it off and all those kinds of things. So 
I, it sounds like similar to you, you had kind of aspects of your gift coming through you, but there was some resistance to it. Can you share a little bit about more around your resistance? And I guess maybe it was just that moment when you realized that you lost your father, that it all kind of changed for you. But was there anything else you tried in, in the meantime to try and help remove that resistance from allowing this music to flow through you? Well, I think the big thing about, um, you know, we are such huge beings. I think I always like to sort of um, look at life as sort of like, we're like an iceberg. You can't see all of us until you do. And we're a lot bigger than just the surface bit. Um, so for me, um, I think the great sort of awakening that I had, had been sort of preparing itself all along. And I actually think that it was very much divinely in flow the way that it happened for me. And like everyone, I think we're in that divine sort of, um, I think just intelligence, let's call it, um, all along. And I think we're in these times of great change on the planet. You know, these times have been predicted. This is not new news. Um, most religions have been predicting these times for a long time. And I think that what is beautiful is I had the the beauty of being raised Catholic, actually. There were some things in being Catholic that I didn't sort of subscribe to. Obviously, I'm gay as well. So uh, my first real spiritual journey was actually, you know, I always say taking off my masks of being gay. That was easy compared to taking off my spiritual masks because um, many people, I think just in, you know, in conventional three-dimensional world is, you know, very judgmental of, of a spiritual identity. For me, I've always been with God. I always say I sit at the right-hand side of God. Um, and I say that with great humility. I didn't understand how much that really means to me until 2011. But when your world sort of crashes and you have nothing to hold on to, you have to birth into something new. And I know that every single, I've had so many jobs in my life doing so many different things that gave me so much contrast to what I could write about. I've worked in orchards, I've managed farms, I've worked in, you know, I went and lived in Australia for a while, I've lived in England, Bermuda, um, Canada, um, and it really gave me a world sort of view of things. So I never had a conventional life in many ways. And really being gay has been the greatest blessing of my life because it freed me from sort of having to identify with someone else's version of who I should be. I had to sort of figure that out early on and I had to sort of love myself first. So I think that in 2011, what happened is I, I feel very much that sort of everything just had to stop and start to spin again into, I think just ultimately understanding that I was an energy um, ultimately, and becoming responsible for the energy I, I would create. And like a microphone, energy goes into an amplifier, like life, and it goes out. And what music does is, it, first of all, it brings people together. This is the thing that I love. I have so many people that write me to thank me for the friendships that they've made through my community around the world. Um, and the other thing is, when you put energy out, it comes back to you. And music is a very good example of how true that is, because when you put out good vibrations, good vibrations come back to you. And it wouldn't take too much. If you put something just on Facebook that was negative, I guarantee you, you would have negative back to you instantly. Um, so I love people being responsible for the energy they create. And I think we're in that time where it's vital that we start talking about that because it will influence the kind of life you have by what you put out. And we're living in a time where social media, you know, Facebook, there's a lot of noise going on in the world. And we have to really center and become, 
I think ultimately editors for what we expose ourselves to and what we put into the world because our life really is quickly reflecting back to us these days. So I always like to remind people of energy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's, a, that's an important piece. And I know for me, when you kind of talk about the noise in social media, that I'm witnessing a lot of you know, resistance. I'm witnessing a lot of judgment and projection and anger and like basically all, all the internal pain or all the internal resistance that hasn't been processed within each of us is then being projected outward if we don't understand how to actually process that energy or process those emotions or process those leftovers. And I talk a lot about, you know, meeting, you know, we see all this fear coming at us and, and to be able to meet fear with love, that allows love to expand. Even if that fear is still present, we're still expanding love. So that's where I was really drawn to your, your one album called Love Expanding Love. Yes. And it's, I, I've had a lot of practice lately, even because I've had some things come at me personally as well like personal attacks coming in in and because i'm challenging some people for them not standing in their integrity mm -hmm. and it's there's a real like i have to pause and take a deep breath and go okay i can defend i can i can go into fear in the way of defense or i can stand in love and what would love in action look like right now what would that feel like what would that look like what would that sound like and it's it's easy to respond in fear. It's easy to defend. It's easy to attack. It's easy to judge because that's what we're programmed to do. That's what we're conditioned and shown over and over again what to do. But to respond from love mm -hmm. is, is challenging, but the impact is way far greater than anything we can imagine. So, to be able to recognize that everything we put out there, every word, every intention, every thought, even if it's not out loud, has an impact. And when we can actually set an intention to be love in action as much as possible, in, and when we forget, we forgive, but remember as much as possible, that's really where we're going to shift, and that's where we are shifting right now. Because a lot of us are waking up to to doing life differently to being in the doing differently beautiful yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah so what are some of the things i i did a radio show recently on different ways to raise your vibrational frequency and things that actually will kind of feed that vibration and things that will kind of deny or numb out or dim down your vibration so what are some of the things you do like just daily practices or things that you do for self-care, soul care that kind of keep you in that more higher vibration way of great being? Question. Yeah, great question. Okay, so the first thing that I just, I'm going to dive back to 2011, what I worked on, because I think this is, you know, going back to sort of descending, actually mm -hmm. back into that is, is helpful for those listening. Um, so the first thing that I just want to say is, I think the most important thing is when you go to bed at night, make sure that you just take a moment for yourself and really understand that it's a moment to just be at peace when you sleep. So that's the first thing. I love, I remember being able to turn off my mind when I was so devastated. And sometimes the world can be devastating. So really, before you go to bed, just really know that you get some refreshing space away. 
and really, you know, block that out as sacred because your bed where you rest your head is very sacred. So be, be mindful of that. That's the first thing. The second thing is when you wake up in the morning, there's that beautiful inner space between sort of that waking sleep and waking up. And there's something that happens if you dig in. I always like to liken this like an iPhone when you expand. You know, when you put your two fingers together and you go in and you make something sort of uh, microscopic, go into that space and really look and close your eyes even, but feel what's coming through in that space because there's messages in the morning. Um, and the other thing is sometimes don't be afraid to get up a little earlier than normal because there's something when the world's resting, the energy is clear in that early morning. So I would get up typically between three and four in the morning to have that beautiful sort of, um, I think that stillness of that space. And I would do that pretty faithfully actually when I was going through challenges. Um, and I would, it's a very meditative space sort of with eyes open and eyes sort of closed. So those are huge things for me. I do that now still sometimes. Um, and the other part of it that I always like to remind people is that in the morning, the first drink of water you take, bless your water and bless it with love, fill it with peace, love, joy, happiness, prosperity. And really like I even used to, when I would make coffee, I would find the rainbow in the water and find that light in it just before I poured into the machine to make coffee. Because there's something about putting something in you first when it nourishes your body that's been blessed with your own love, with, with divinity. Um, and I think, you know, we always look to priests to bless water. Actually, you can do that for yourself. And there's something about the ritual of doing that. I've done that for, since, you know, March the 6th <laughs> by guided. And we're made of water. So, it, you know, Dr. Emoto's work, I don't know if you know Dr. Yes. Emoto. Yeah, I do. Love his work. So I, I very much relate to water having consciousness. And you can put energy into the things that we consume, which is, you know, a form of prayer meditation. I've also blessed all the food I'll ever eat. <laughs> I've also blessed all the water I'll ever drink. Um, and it makes you very conscious of water when it's flowing. Um, those are little things that I do. And those are pretty routine. The other thing is I commune with nature. I go for nature walks and talk to trees. I hug them. I think there's something that really does. There's a communication with your presence with, with nature that reminds you that you are one and the same with nature. Um, and it's a piece that heals you. It's heaven really. Um, so I think nature walks are the, the most important too. So those are the things I do. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, I love that. Yeah, I, you and I can hang out and have a good time together because we pretty much have very similar practices. There was a period of time where four in the morning, that was my most creative time. And it still does come in. I, I often wake up at four and five and I stay in bed and meditate. But if there's like a book like, because I've, I've written six books now. The one book, uh, Stand Up, Stand Out, Stand Strong, was all at four in the morning. Every it. time I wrote, it was four, between four and six, four and seven. And that whole book came out in the middle of the, in the middle of the And I didn't even know what I was writing. I'm like, it kept me guessing because I'm like, oh, it's going to be about this. And I'm like, and then the next chapter was something different. I'm like, I have no idea what's coming through. So the four in the morning piece is, is such a, a sacred time for me, for sure, for creativity as well. And nature is, is one of those things that just it, it instantly kind of land in, in such a, a place of living oneness for me. Mm -hmm. Nature is one of those things that really just anchors me. 
The other thing that I just, you know, just that's coming to my heart to say too right now is I think people don't really have a very, you know, love in action is a really big deal. You had said this earlier, but the thing that I think people, I will say make mistakes on in terms of manifesting is I think oftentimes people aren't willing to actually listen to their heart. I made a promise literally in, in that, you know, that sacred space in 2011 that I promised my heart, I would listen to its messages. Mm -hmm. And I have been unwavering on that. And sometimes that's been awkward, but doing right by your heart is how you really feel fulfilled when you can sort of look in the mirror and see the person staring back at you with, I think, just integrity for yourself and your heart will never steer you wrong. Yeah. So listen to the Yeah. I love that. Well, my business is heart-led living, right? So it's all about the heart. And people are like, what, well, what, what ways do you listen to your heart? I'm like, every way. I'm like, with food, with every decision, like every decision, it's like I tune into my heart and I trust my intuition around it. Beautiful. And I often talk about the heart being the bridge to the divine God, the universe. So it's actually the divinity speaking through us. And our heart just happens to be the vehicle where we can get those messages. So. I love what you're saying to set your intention to listen to your heart to commit. It's almost like a promise. I promise. That's what I felt. I felt like you just good. It's a at good that word. point you made a promise. I promise to, to listen to my heart. Yep. And it's, and it, the thing that, you know, it's led me, I will t let's just like say why. So it's led me to be invited to the United Nations three times to sing there. It's led me to have my music used to honor Louise Hay, who I didn't even know existed but used for her last birthday on earth in San Diego. Um, I've been invited to meet, um, you know, essentially leaders of spiritual sort of guruisms, let's call it, um, in India um, on mountaintops. Um, and I've never been to those spaces where my heart has been sort of the start of guidance um, and sort of, I think ultimately I've never sort of regretted any of that. And that's why you follow your heart. Because when you get to those spaces that your heart led you to, you realize how magnificent you are. And I think we need to start talking about how magnificent each of us are. And that includes ourself, and that's from our heart. So it's amazing when you start using your heart as a compass. Incredible. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I found that it's, like you say, it never steers you in the, in the direction you're not meant to be. And even when it doesn't make sense in your head, in hindsight, you can look back and go, oh, okay, now I get it. Now it makes sense. So does the understanding usually does come at the level of the mind, but there's a real, for me, it's all about deep trust and blind faith. Yes. And the one thing I know for sure is because the heart is a bridge to our divinity, the divinity in God is working on behalf of all of us everywhere, all together, all at once. So whatever comes through our heart, as long as it's not filtered through our own objections in the mind, what comes clearly through the heart is actually in service to everyone, including me, including you. So we're included in that. And I think there's been, you know, there's a shift more toward self-care, soul care, kind of filling. I talk about filling your heart first and giving from the overflow there's been a shift back more toward that. But for the longest time, there was some real value in being like self-sacrificing, you know, it's like giving, giving, giving and not receiving. So can you talk a little bit about the being receptive, being open and, and allowing your divinity to kind of feed you and fuel you and, and love you and nurture you? 
Yeah, so I love how you just said that because this is, you know, I think that the, I actually, here, let's just say this first, is first of all, spirituality is very user-friendly. It's geniusly user-friendly. So these visions, you know, happened for me, which is the cup overflowing scenario. So I think what we do really simply is we go to source or God and we bring in this divinity from our head into what is a chalice of the heart and it literally fills up and overflows into the life that we live we know this sort of vision right and i think what's really important is that there are people unfortunately in this world that will take what isn't theirs i've learned and you know been in many circumstances where there are people that take without sort of asking and you have to become i think a really um, centered person because as you give there are people that just want more and it's never enough. So you have to find your boundaries in that too. So, and I, I think sometimes people don't talk about that enough actually, because I know with, with service work, there are people that just, there's never, there's an insatiable appetite. So I've had to learn, you know, through, you know, these past nine years, people want, you know, what you give and more. And unfortunately, there's only so much sometimes to give. So I've had to learn sort of boundaries on some of that. I know with suicide for me, people used to really, really attack me in, in great sort of amounts at the beginning because they wanted my help with their own suffering. And the reality is I put my boundary up. And when someone would contact me about not being well, I simply said, I'm sorry, I can't help you. You need to contact a professional. And these are things that I, you know, I have a zero tolerance for certain things like that. And I think these are things that you have to just sort of go through. Um, I think it's a natural growth process. But I do think that the inner space, you know, filling that cup up and doing that in the morning is, you know, how I start the day. And then you sort of just see where the day takes you. Um, and it's funny because, you know, we all have to make money certain ways. I have I have sort of three businesses. So music doesn't, you know, it's a balanced life, but music isn't my all and my everything either. Um, and I think actually being in the three-dimensional world sometimes is about making sure that you're involved with things that aren't related to your spiritual um, endeavor. I think it's really good to just be doing things at times that have nothing to do with that um, in a way. And that balance is, is becoming whole. Um, and those are things that I think over time you start to learn more and more of. But I think we're living in extraordinary times. And I love, like, I think this is one of the best. I think, you know, there's two worlds going on having traveled. I don't know if you've traveled much to see the other world. Yeah, um, I have. It's amazing when you start realizing that there are two worlds going on right now. And there's the conscious world that's very much aware of what we're talking about and people doing incredible things to help this planet. Um, that blow my mind actually wide open <laughs> and I, then you know obviously then there's the other side of the you know the coin that's sort of brutal but I think you know this beautiful consciousness is rising and it's exciting so I encourage everyone to sort of find that other world that's going on in the light worker movement and it's not a solo mission we're here together to hold hands um, and it's not just kumbaya it is actually you know love and action and there are extraordinary people doing extraordinary things mm -hmm. yeah. absolutely yeah i agree and it's it's actually quite inspiring to to witness the the shifts that are happening yeah. with and i always talk about the the power of one never underestimate the power of one never. one person one choice for love one love in action one one inspired action has impact and 
and it's it's very when we can surround ourselves and kind of sink into this kind of world or this language it's one thing but then to be able to take this and then hold your light and go out into the world yeah. and and maintain that frequency that's the real work mm-hmm. and i talk in in life by divine i talk about life by default which is where people are asleep at the wheel life by design where people are kind of manifesting and into the law of attraction and thinking oh hey wait there's more to this than i realize and then there's life by divine which is that deep surrender use me i'm i'm yours mm-hmm. you are mine we are one and we allow that divinity to work through us. The, the, when I meet the people that are in life by default, it's, that's my work is really, how do I hold my own? How do I stand up inside myself and hold my own light and be in the world that way? Mm-hmm. And meet, again, we're meeting that fear or that programming or that, mm, you know, people that are living with the blinders on their eyes, uh, still asleep how do we meet them with love? How do we meet them in a way that we don't even, we don't have to wake them up, you know? So it's not our job to wake everybody up. We have to kind of be attuned to what our heart is leading us to and make sure that if we're meant to say something, we do. And if we're not, then we zip it because there's times where we're meant to play a role and times when we're not. That is so beautifully said. Thank you. Well, well identified. Thank you. So with your, where do you see yourself going with your music? I know that you have the new album coming out, but what do you, what do you have any vision or do you have, do you hold an intention? Like where do, what do you see happening? Well, I have, so the last album I released actually, I wrote it last year at this time um, and finished it. So it's out. So Seeds of Peace is out. Okay. Um, it's been sort of flowing sort of into this year. It was my New Year's resolution. One of the songs is Do You Know? So it's all the things that I know that I've learned in that one song and in this album. And the thing that's interesting, it's funny, I didn't expect this today. I really haven't been inspired to do another album until today. And it's, mm-hmm. I didn't expect this today. I set up my equipment. I just did a really big uh, event in Toronto this past weekend. And my, my sound stage has been sitting in my living room just look, it's all been packed away, right? And today I was sitting there and I started just unpacking it and I just sat down to play, really unplanned playing. And I had this divine knowingness, which is how this happens for me, that I would basically do an album of lullabies. And I haven't announced this to anyone before right now. And I wrote the person that I want to do this with. um, And she's quite famous for something really cool. And she agreed. Um, I won't say anything yet about it, but this happened today and I didn't expect it. So I think it's going to be basically a collection of lullabies for children and the inner child, um, because I think that's really where I'm at after peace. Um, So it's going to be messages to a child. And I think we're all children. Um, So it will be appropriate for all. So I'm excited about it. It was a really beautiful morning that way. Mm -hmm. Well, it's interesting because as you were saying, it's like, oh, I'm going to write lullabies for children. I'm like, and adults, like, <laughs> like immediately. And then you expanded on it. I'm like, yeah, I want it too. Like, yeah. we all have that needy, needy inner child or that part of us that still needs the nurturing and the, the love and the compassion that we maybe never got at mm-hmm. certain times in our lives. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. So if people want to get in touch with you and find out more about your music, how can they do that? 
Okay, so my name is Paul Leftenegger, as you mentioned. Um, so you can go to paulleftenegger.com, but just to make it easier, I also have Be Kindness, um, which is B-E-E, kindness.com. Um, and the idea that I believe that we're all pollinators of love, just like a bumblebee. Um, so I, I chose that a long time ago, just because my name can be a bit complicated to spell. <laughs> so it's bekindness.com. I love that. B-E-E, -E, be kindness. So as soon as I saw the B, I immediately thought of the B, obviously. <laughs> and I really have this like connection to bees. So that, that, that really <laughs> one, one day I will have an apiary and I will make honey happen. There you go. <laughs> nice. That's, a, that's a, another vision of, with the music and then the bee, beekeeping. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Love it. So is there something coming up that people can look forward to, like an event or anything that they can? Yes. So one of the things that I've, so I'm flying out, I have been, I've traveled quite extensively on the planet. Um, one place I have not been to yet is, is the West Coast of Canada. So I have booked my tickets um, to come out West. Um, basically January the 8th to the, I think around the 18th is what we're doing. But I would like to hold an event in Vancouver. I haven't, I'm sort of just being led to do this as it happens, but I'm going to do something in Vancouver. And I'm, I think I'm going to do something in Banff as well. Um, we're going to Calgary to end that trip. But I'm going to, I have some fans in Vancouver and I feel very guided to, do, to hold some space open when I'm there and I just want to sing and, and invite I've started this new initiative called Voices of Consciousness. Um, and I just held my first one in Toronto this past weekend with the president of FedEx Canada. Um, also, I flew in um, basically an Olympian who's from Oslo um, and her name is Trudy Dibbendal. And I flew in Lisa Luckett, whose husband was killed in 9-11, who's written a book called uh, The Light in 9-11, Shocked by Kindness, Healed by Love. And we held this space open in Toronto and it was so beautiful. And it's really ultimately um, treating guests that come as well as the stage as oneness and um, intelligent with love. And it's really beautiful because to me, it's heaven on earth when we treat each other with, with a golden rule. And that's sort of my events are all about that. So I'm going to do something in Vancouver. Um, so keep an eye out on my website. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Well, everybody definitely go and check out BeKindness.com and check out more of Paul's music. And I know, Paul, you have a lot of your music is available on YouTube if the people want to get a, a taste of it and listen to it. And then they can, of course, I'm sure they can download it through iTunes and other. ITunes and it's, I've, I've basically distributed the, my last five albums are through CD Baby. So on my website, there's a listening page that you can actually listen to some of that on there. Um, as well, there's also on Amazon.com. Um, there's my first two albums are through Amazon On Demand. Oh, great. Okay. Beautiful. And yeah. iTunes for all of it too. <laughs> iTunes, great. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, I want to thank you. I'm, I know, you know, I live in the West Coast in Vancouver. And when you're talking about Vancouver, I'm like, mm -hmm, hi, <laughs> <laughs> like, we, we need to talk after this interview because I, I already had some visions and I, I couldn't make sense of them, but now I'm making more sense of them as we're talking. So Perfect. I'm excited to see. So those of you that want to come and check out Paul in Vancouver, uh, Keep, keep stay informed stay connected with him or stay connected with me because i have a feeling that we'll be um we'll be doing we'll be <laughs> i'll be participating somehow whether i'm helping you promote it or whatever i'm not sure but um we'll we'll uh we'll see how it plays out i know spirit has a plan so we'll just yeah, follow the guidance right follow the heart <laughs> yeah any last words anything you want to share with anybody at this point just 
last words of wisdom that come through you? I think just more than anything, just be gentle and kind to yourself and understand that life is a journey. It takes some time sometimes, you know, little bits equal long miles. And I think, you know, it's frustrating sometimes if you're trying to do things and you can't seem to get it manifested, but it's just that perseverance of that slow, steady um, pace that actually gets things done. And I've, I'm a very impatient person. So I get, you just have to really just go with, with your own pace and just be kind to yourself in the process. Beautiful. Love that. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate you. Honor. Thank you for having me. I'm so grateful to everyone too. Mm-hmm. My pleasure. So thank you everybody for tuning in once again. I'm grateful to be able to come into your life and sprinkle your heart and your world with love and insight and messages that help you up, uplift your spirit and to do the work you're meant to do in the world. So I appreciate you. I see you. I honor you. Until next week, namaste. Namaste. The Heart-Led Living Intuition Academy with Sue DeMay is a unique, unschooling experience designed to unwind, clear, and align your intuitive channel. And the doors are open for you now. Experience unwavering faith and deep trust in your intuition as you strengthen your connection to Source, allowing you to walk through every moment with more peace, confidence, clarity, and certainty. Experience this deep personal transformation with Sue's guidance including the option to share what you learn as a certified intuitive coach. This is your time to unwind and reprogram your mind, to rebuild your foundation and realign with your intuitive heart. Enrollment is now open. Apply today at heartledliving.com forward slash intuition academy. Again, that's heartledliving.com forward slash intuition academy. of all that can be Oh, thin the veils of heaven's gates Call the angels and the saints Forgive the hearts that hurt And love, the love and peace will come And peace will come when we love Be love, be love And let the light of God shine in Hold the light of all that is be known Be known
that beautiful heart in your chest and look inside of your soul there is a from head to heart and enliven your soul as you discover how to lead with your heart and live your own life by divine. Join Sue in the growing global heart-led living community at heartledliving.com. That is heartledliving.com.